Before we get started, I have an important message. If you're on Medicare or about to be, you don't want to go it alone. And you don't want to just call the first guy who sends you a postcard. My husband did that, and he wound up with some bad advice that costs us a penalty each month that will never go away. So what can you do? Contact one of our member experts by going to certifiedmedicareagents.com and searching your state for an agent. You'll be able to look through our member agents and read about them. Then you can reach out to the agent or broker you select directly through the site. Now, one thing you should know is other sites who do this sell your information to 15 or more agents so you can get hundreds of unwanted phone calls. Not so with CertifiedMedicareAgents.com. You'll only be contacted by one agent, and if there is a problem, I may personally reach out to you, but generally you will only hear from the one agent you select. So head on over there right now before you forget and find a qualified and certified agent that can help you today. Now, let's start our program. Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and we don't talk about money on this show. We talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle, which are friendship, purpose, family, health, spiritual issues, and your significant other if you have one or want one. There are plenty of other shows that talk about money and investments, but this isn't one of them. We stick to the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. Starting in August of 2020, we started following the life of a pre-retiree. The goal was to follow her from pre-retirement through the retirement process so you and I can live vicariously through her experience. We want to know what's happening as she goes through this process so we can better prepare ourselves. As you listen in, think of any questions you might have for our subject, Barbara Mock, who is teaching us what she is learning by doing. You can email those questions to us at podcast at rockyourretirement.com and we'll try to answer them in the show. Okay, let's get over to today's conversation. Barbara, I heard that you are completely retired now. So tell me, bring me up to speed. I am. It has been a crazy two weeks. I, I think not everyone would actually go through what I did, but I think some people would. And I think it's good to be prepared for the emotional roller coaster, what's going on. I think I told you at the very, very beginning that I had this vision for what my retirement last day would be. And for those of the listeners who haven't heard the earlier podcast, it was that I would have a huge party in person. I would buy all the food. I wanted music and videos. I wanted a guy to write me a song on his ukulele. And I wanted my children and my grandchildren there. And I had a vision that we would get in a limo and head to the airport and go on our big trip to Costa Rica. And then COVID happened. 
And then COVID <laughs> happened. And so all of that got blown apart. And so my vision for what I would do pre-pandemic, it has taught me a lot though about envisioning a future, even if it doesn't go exactly the way you planned. And so I would entitle today, Farewells During a Pandemic. And the last two weeks were just one farewell after another. You know, it starts with your retirement letter. That was really hard to write. I wanted to be really thoughtful. I wanted to say goodbye to my county executive who had faith in me to be a leader. And then you have to send a letter to HR and give them all the details of what you want with your leave time. And then I actually had to figure out what to do with some residual leave time there's a payout and there's big tax implications. And so I know we don't talk about money, but I had to figure out what to do with my 457B, which is equivalent to a 401k, my individual retirement account, what to do. Either I could pay the government or I could put it in that account. So there's just details there. So I did that and that one letter unleashed a whole bunch of things. The first one was on that following week, the county council entered into a joint resolution with our county executive. And so I was really humbled to be on my vacation, called by the council, you need to be at this meeting on Monday. I said, oh, this is kind of cool. And I let my family know because I thought this could be kind of nice. And none of them, as far as I knew, could be on the call. So I thought, okay. And it was so humbling to have the county executive and the county council not only say nice things, but actually adopt a resolution that'll be in the county record forever. Now, Barbara, not everybody is going to get a joint commission uh, day in their honor. No, (laughs) whatever. But the point is, is that there will be people that will say thank you to you. There will be people that will say goodbye to you. And I guess that's the emotional part of retiring is, is either a permanent goodbye or maybe a goodbye for a while, unless you stay in touch. You know, there is one good thing that I just wanted to point out about retiring during COVID is that this last 12 months or so, and we're recording this actually on the first day of April. April Fool's, everybody. Barbara didn't really retire. No, I'm just kidding. That was the April Fool. But in normal times, we don't necessarily have a permanent record of what happened. But for everybody who made the effort to say goodbye and to ramp up for their retirement, not everybody does. Some people just go out quietly. But for people who did want to make it a thing, you've got a permanent record. You're not going to pull it out every week or anything, but every now and then you may pull that out and go, oh yeah, I remember her. Or, oh, that was so sweet what he said. So I think that's fantastic that you have that permanent record. It's kind of the upside of the downside of the pandemic, right? It was the unexpected thing. So that next day, we have a home fellowship group. We've talked about our spiritual things before. And we had been meeting by Zoom. But everyone in our group, because we're all of a certain age, (laughs) has been fully inoculated. And so we decided that for the first time we would get together in person, literally the day after this resolution happened for me. And again, unexpectedly, we got to get together. And when I walked in, there was a huge sign that said, happy retirement. They had got five desserts together, which none of us needs to eat right now. But you know what? (laughs) That was really nice. 
And then a couple days later, it was our planning advisory committee, which is our fellow planning directors. And one of the directors, he plays the ukulele and he writes these kind of parody songs. He wrote me a song and paid it at the end as everyone was saying goodbye and thank you and everything. And so I got my song. So then I had my last staff meeting, which was, that was my 130 employees. And it was kind of my last words. And so I got to say, you know, essentially goodbye. And I held it together pretty good. But then some of the employees wanted to say something and a couple of them would start to, and then they would burst into tears, turn off their camera and turn off their sound. They'd go on mute. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's okay. And uh, so three or four did that. And so that afternoon, I just got on the phone and called them and they said, hey, thank you so much for trying to say something. They said, I just couldn't do it without crying. And so I got a chance with that clue that they were struggling to spend some special time with each of them over Skype or Zoom, whatever we did, and just just to talk and to reflect and, and to think about the past, but also that I'm still here. And it was at those points that I realized that I needed to exchange personal information, which, you know, some people would, some people wouldn't. But for anyone who started crying on the Zoom all staff meeting, I called them, made that offer. And so we're connected. Well, then later that day, I went to the Puget Sound Regional Council. And that's one of our regional organizations that is looking at a four county region. And I've been a co-chair. And again, if it wasn't enough with the all staff meeting, they gave kind words, but I learned some things of how to do alternative things during a pandemic. And one was that normally I would have gotten a plaque and they would have handed it to me because we would have all been in person. But what they made was a, a PowerPoint plaque. And so they made this really nice image with these nice, you know, thank you, gratitude. And then they recorded the entire proceeding. But one of the administrative assistants sent me a snipped recording. It was a digital card. It was so (laughs) touching that usually there'd be people sending the card around and then handing it to you. And I just thought it was so kind and so thoughtful. And again, it's kind of a permanent remembrance. So this week is just like one emotion after another. The following Monday, we have a um, planning director. There's 39 counties in the state of Washington. And they did the same thing. They just said all these really kind things, how they were going to miss me. And what I started taking away is at first they'd start talking or telling a story. And I'd go, what are they talking about? I, I I don't remember that. And then as they'd get further into the story, I would recall... But it, for me, it was just being kind or being empathetic or being a, a listener. And what I realized was the things you do in life, you don't know how to affect someone or what they'll remember. And I hate to say it, but it started feeling like a memorial service <laughs> that, that I was right. alive for, right? My husband goes, it looks like we've been to a wedding or a funeral. And then there's all these well wishes, But I guess to me, the blessing is I got to hear them in life. And so what I'm learning is say the things you need to say in life. So then after that, I had a night meeting with our planning commission, which is 11 volunteers. But what sweet people that give the hours and hours of time they give. And so I got recognized there too. After that, it was so weird because I only had a few days left. And Thursday was all quiet 
for the first time in my entire life, there were no meetings. It was a big empty space until the afternoon. I had one meeting and I thought, well, how do I use this time? I'm working. I started cleaning out emails and deleting things and, you know, organizing things for the next person because under our state law, everything is disclosable. So I thought, oh, what a nightmare I'm leaving for someone. <laughs> so I did a little tidying, but at some point you just got to say, okay, I'm done. But that's when I started making more phone calls. Anyone I could think of that God brought to mind that I needed to say a special word of goodbye. Sometimes I connected with them and they'd either burst into tears or were delighted or we exchanged phone numbers. A couple people I could tell were online, but they didn't pick up. And I thought, huh, well, maybe they're on a break. So then I'd leave them a really nice voicemail saying goodbye, saying if you want to stay in touch. And a few of them emailed me back and said, I'm sorry, I just couldn't take the call. I didn't want to cry. But on those hard days, when things are going bad, I'm going to play your voicemail. Oh. And I had just a few aha moments about that because everybody deals with grief, loss, goodbyes differently. And so each person kind of had their own way of coping. But that was probably the, the most fun I've had in a long time because I got to just choose who I was going to call if I connected, if I did. And that's what I did that kind of that last Thursday before the last day. So that night, my dad and his wife arrived unexpectedly. They were going to go somewhere for the weekend and they flew them from Arizona. And I think I've mentioned before, I hadn't seen my 85-year-old dad for 18 months. And so it was so good because they've had their vaccine. It was just like, oh my gosh, on the night before my last day, here's my daddy. And so they spent the night. And then that morning I had a manager meeting and my managers all said, we just need to do a regular meeting because if we make this into a sob session, this, this is not going to be good. So we just did a regular meeting. I had about two hours again of free time. And then at noon was what was deemed Barb's next adventure Zoom call. And I really didn't know what to expect from that. I have to say, Kathy, I was pretty disappointed that I'd emailed my kids and my daughter said, mom, two days notice, come on, you know, and I'm like, okay. And my son had a contract meeting. So, so this was your official going away party or official, official going away zoom call at noon. And I just thought, oh, you know, and Matt had the end of the year closing. And so, you know, kids had school. So I just thought, well, okay, but that's fine. You know, it's just going to be the people I work with. So I got on the Zoom call and immediately there were between 85 to 100 people fluctuating. And this is during a work day and people are working. But what I realized really quickly, it was overwhelming, is these weren't just my work people. There was people that I'd known 25 years ago from Toronto, our software vendor. There were people from British Columbia. There were people from Texas. It was beyond overwhelming. And again, the same thing they kept telling these stories and I was starting to get kind of tired because at 1259, you know, it's an hour of just this over and over story, story, people competing and trying to get on. And then my daughter came on, which I thought, you know, she had her meeting and she wouldn't be on there. She goes, mom, I'm really, really sorry. I need to break in because I've got to go to my next meeting. And then all of a sudden my entire family 
who are in Oregon and Maple Valley and had been lying to me had pulled in in a limousine. And this is at one o'clock. So the meeting's going on. I'm on the Zoom call face to face. And behind me, this whole herd of kids descends on me in my little office. Oh, that's fun. I hope you have a recording of all that. Well, of course we do because we have the Zoom. (laughs) They have a recording of in parallel of me sitting here, turning around going, how did you get here? (laughs) And them coming from, from behind Super Secret Squirrel. Well, at that point, my kids got on the Zoom call and said, okay, everybody, thanks for honoring my mom. The meeting's over. We're taking her in the limo. And I was just like totally undone. Like that's when I burst into tears. I was holding it together up until then. And then I didn't really get to say any parting words of goodbye. I said, oh, well, <laughs> this is this is the surprise and my kids are here and I guess I'm I'm going somewhere. And the call was over. And I talked to my secretary later who had been plotting with my daughter for a month and they got, they pulled it off. I should have figured a little something out though when my husband said, you know, for your last day today, you should probably wear pants. And I said, what? Because I don't know about you, but I wear sweats or shorts or something. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And so we got in the limo. The grandkids had been dropped off into the limo at the neighbor's house around the corner. They were bouncing off the ceiling. They were so excited because they'd never been in a limo before. And I said, you guys, and they go, we're celebrating Nana. I said, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. We're (laughs) celebrating Nana. So everybody was pretty well on their way before we got to a beautiful restaurant called Anthony's Home Port. It just has been opened, right? They're just opening now restaurants in Washington. They gave us a whole separate room at the back. It was all prearranged. And literally the kids were bouncing off the walls because I think it's the first time they've all been in a restaurant with space anymore. So we were separate from everyone else. We had an amazing seafood lunch. And then we came back in the limo and they drank some more. It was quite an unexpected party. And then we sat around a fire and had pizza that night. Everybody went to bed exhausted. And the next morning, my daughter-in-law made basically Easter breakfast because we won't be together for the holiday. They all left. (laughs) And then it was all quiet. (laughs) So you've got all these parties that you've been ramping up for two weeks, party after party, after accolades, after accolades, and then everybody goes. Yep. So then what? And I had a disaster of a house, right? (laughs) I looked at my husband. I went, oh, okay. Well, they're gone now. But I was just so full of gratitude. I felt so loved, so special. And the fact they'd all rearranged their work schedules, because they really all did have other commitments, but they made part of my dream for my retirement happen. It was pretty, pretty amazing. And I guess my lesson is when you envision a future, sometimes other people can help you have it. I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Rocky Retirement Show. The theme of the show is to talk about the six pillars of retirement lifestyle. You can track how you're doing in those six pillars in the journal, which you can find at rockyourretirement.com slash journal. One of the pillars is health. Of course, if you don't have your health, nothing else matters. So before we get back to the conversation with Barbara and me, let's take a health break. 
Now we have John Perlman, co-founder of Mission Lean, the leading fitness app for anti-aging fitness for our health segment. Welcome back, John. Thanks for having me. So what do you have for us today? So today I'd like to talk about two very easy to implement workout strategies that you can start to incorporate into your daily workout right away to get some really fast and effective results. The first tip I want to touch on has to do with warming up properly before your workout. I mean, if you go around to gyms or if you're just watching people working out, normally you don't see people actually implementing a thorough and complete warm up. But warming up your body before exercise is incredibly important, not just from a health standpoint, but also in terms of preventing injuries and making sure you stay healthy so you can have a consistent workout routine, and then also maximizing your workout and performance. It's a well-known fact throughout sport academic literature that warming up increases performance and it reduces the risk for injury. What I'd like to specifically talk to the audience about today in terms of a warm-up is what we like to refer to as dynamic stretching. Dynamic stretching? I've never heard of that before. The difference between dynamic stretching and just a normal static stretching that you might see a video on YouTube about is that a dynamic stretch is you only hold it each stretch for three to four seconds. And what it does is when you do this, it's priming you and getting your muscles and tendons ready for exercise. And so there's a you know, you can do these dynamic stretching exercises as part of your warm up to get yourself loose, limber, ready to go, and then maximize your workout. So the stretching is the warm up. Is that what you're saying? Because you're only holding them for a certain amount of time. So you're kind of doing them fast. Exactly. So they're, they're more dynamic and movement oriented stretches. And we, we give a lot of them on the app. I mean, we can, I can tell you about a couple, you know, different ones. Just take, for example, warming up your lower back and hamstrings. If you're getting ready for a workout, you could do a dynamic stretch move where you just keep your feet together and then you bend down to touch your toes and you hold it for maybe two to three seconds. Maybe put your hands on your hips and make sure your back is in a good and straight position. And then you go back down and you hold it for two to three seconds. And so... In, in that way, you're getting a dynamic movement, your, your heart rate is increasing, your breath is increasing, you're getting yourself ready for exercise, but at the same time, you're getting a good stretch and a good flexibility momentum so that you can have a great workout at the same time. That sounds good because, you know, sometimes when I'm working out, if I'm not doing it properly, I actually hurt my back. That actually happened a few days ago, I, and I could feel it when I was doing it wrong. I'm like, oh... And then, of course, by that evening, my back was hurting. So, yeah, I think I'm going to try that out. I, I have an idea. Yeah. You could show me how to do this, and we could put a video of it on the website. What do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, actually. Okay, great. Well, we'll put a little clip of me doing the stretches. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm an exercise fanatic because I'm not, as you all know. But we'll do a short little clip of me doing this stretching and we'll put it in the show notes. Thanks a lot, John. That sounds great. Okay, great. And then I want to just, maybe we can touch on one other trick sure. that people can do right away. I recommend to older adults that working the core and the abs is incredibly important for preventing lower back injuries, which is very common among older adults. And so having a very strong core is a, a must in my opinion for older adults. And so 
what we incorporate into a lot of our workouts on Mission Lean is what you call isometric exercises. The difference between an isometric exercise and let's say a dynamic workout move is that the muscle contraction comes from holding the position. So you're recruiting those muscles through a static hold. And specifically in relation to the core, we recommend the low impact exercise and very effective for building core strength is the plank. And what, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. The plank? You want me to do the plank? What if I can't even hold that for like a millisecond? Yeah, well, You're you asking a up. lot, John. You're asking a lot. <laughs> so how do, how do we do this plank without falling on our face? Well, Kathy, you might not be happy to hear this, but there's actually three variations of the plank that if you really want to build core strength that, that you should start doing. And so the first one is the traditional plank where you have your, you know, your elbows on the ground on your tippy toes and you hold that ideally with a flat back. So you really feel the engagement of the core muscle. And then you have the side plank where you you basically get get on your side and you elevate yourself on one elbow and your the side of your foot on the ground and you hold that one and then the final one is what we refer to as the all fours plank and that that's basically you go into the top of the push up position with your arms straight toes on the ground and you and you hold that and you know that one is great actually for arm strength as well so those three isometric exercises if you can include in your workout routine and we'll start to increase core strength right away and get you some great results. I think I want to do the plank, the one that's off the wall. That's the easiest plank. I think I'll start with that one. What do you think? Will that give me good results? Honestly, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it works for you, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm kidding. You know that you can't really do a plank off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take that into consideration. Hey, thanks again for giving these health tips to our audience. And uh, we'll tune in next time, audience. Don't forget for more health tips from Mission Lean. And don't forget to download the Mission Lean app to get more fitness and health tips as well. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. And now, back to the conversation with Barbara and me. So Sunday was pretty quiet and kind of a recovery period. And then on Monday, I made an appointment with the administrative manager to return my equipment. So we loaded up my equipment and I had thought, oh, I just need a couple boxes to get my stuff out. In fact, my admin had said, oh, I put four boxes on your desk. I said, four? Oh my gosh, nine boxes later. Like where, where did all this stuff, it was stuffed in drawers. And you know, you just don't think about how much stuff you have. And so I loaded all up and it took me about an hour and a half. And it was literally like, like any sort of purging, you know, where you're, oh, I remember that, or I remember that presentation or whatever. And then you've got this split second to decide, what do I save? What do I keep? Now you, you did this after your official last day, correct? Yes. And there's nobody there. Like normally when you leave, you carry your boxes and everyone well wishes you and says goodbye. It looks like the apocalypse. They just say goodbye. <laughs> but there's hardly any people. So an office right. space is pretty bleak when there's no people in it. That's true. But at about 1145, we're heading for the door. And one of the managers says, hey, I need you to come look at something in this conference room. And again, totally clueless. And I open the door to decorations, balloons, a Thai lunch, 
cake, candy, gifts from my management team. And I just said, oh, come on, you guys. And they said, well, we never got to do a party with food and we couldn't do it for the whole department. It was so sweet. And that's where I kind of lost it. It became very, very final that this is my last time. I'm no longer the director. They're, They're getting more flowers, more cards. And my husband goes, this is like the longest memorial service ever. It's been basically two weeks. And we loaded up the car and closed the door and went home. So the next day I decided, well, I'm retired and I'm not going to just sit home. So I joined the Port Gardner Legion Ladies Club for golf. You were talking about that, right? I did. I did. And my golf instructor had connected me from the lady I want to be when I grow up. She's 78. She is a widow. So I don't want that part, but she's a widow. But she travels the world. I mean, I'm not talking just like Europe, Philippines, Thailand, India, exotic places. But this little lady golfs three to five times a week. She is in great shape and she's just got this spirit. It's really a model for me. Yes, she's 18 years older than me, but I could be friends with her. She's just amazing. So we enjoyed my golf day. So I'm joining that one. And then next Tuesday on another golf group. So it's been really fun until it all of a sudden wasn't yesterday. So we had needed to go to Costco and we'd had a bunch of repair things. Our microwave blew up. Our furnace went dead. So we haven't had any heat for a while. And so my husband couldn't go golfing, but he needed to stay here because repairmen were coming. And I said, well, I can go to Costco. And he just stopped because he's been going to Costco for four years. I haven't been shopping. And I said, I'm capable. He goes, but, but you, might, you might buy too many extra things. I said, oh, no, I won't. Well, but are you going to get the right? I said, oh, my gosh, you, you need to go to Costco with me, don't you? So we went, and it was literally like, who's the dog and who's the tail? And he's used to having the power and control over the groceries, and I'm used to being a director. And I wouldn't say it was a fight, but we were just having like, what is happening here? We can't even go to Costco. Well, I can, I can completely understand. And this sounds like it's very common because we're now encroaching in his territory (laughs) and his territory is Costco. And, you know, it's kind of the similar where with my husband and me, he is the one that does the shopping. Occasionally I will go with him. And then of course now your husband's fear of spending more money, that always happens when I go to Costco with my husband. Because I go to Costco to, to browse and to find things. Of course, our situation is a little different because Costco is about an hour and a half, two hours away from us. So it's it, it really is kind of a treat when we get to go. So tell me what happened with the Costco gate. We worked it out, but we both spent way more than we normally would have because I kept going, but what about this? What about this? So I'd throw it in and he would do the same thing. And I went, okay, maybe next time you should just go or I should just go. But I think it's pointing up some challenges that we're going to have to adapt to. And I don't know if you remember the whole garden thing where last winter. I remember. Oh my gosh. Now he's back on it. It's spring and our neighbors across the street are building garden beds. And I said, okay, I'm out. I learned my lesson the last time. <laughs> Let him do it. You're not going to help me? I said, nope. I don't want anything I'm tied down to. If you want a garden, you have a ball. 
I'm going to do something different, but I don't know what that is yet. So he can't appoint you tasks instead of you taking over the, if I remember correctly, Barbara, the issue between the garden was the fact that it was kind of his little pet project and then you turned it into a a thing. A full-blown strategic plan. Right, exactly. Well, but the thing is he wants my help, but he doesn't want my suggestions or advice. He just wants you to do the tasks that he assigns because he is in charge of the garden, right? Right. Do you think that being a director, (laughs) you think being a director, it's like, wait a minute, I should be directing. This is like a major culture shift for both of us. Right. And I'm sure we'll work it out. We were able in the moment as we were like getting testy with each other. He goes, I think you're just a little overtired and I think you've been stressed out. So I think I'm just going to stop now. I'm like, okay, that's probably (laughs) after celebrating 41 years of marriage and we, you know, we dated for five years. So 46 years, like we, we can sort it out. But I thought I have to tell Kathy, even though I'm embarrassed (laughs) to say it, because it is exactly what she said would happen. I think we need a safe word. Like all of us need a safe word with our spouses. And when we say that word, they instantly stop talking and they wait five minutes. What do you think, Barbara? Should we invent that? The off switch or the pause? (laughs) Well... We've talked about that with kind of, I don't know, it's such a safe word, but the kids kind of joke about my husband because he likes to golf, he likes to do the things he likes to do. But when we're doing something as a family that he's not loving, he gets kind of grumpy. And everyone knows when Papa's not happy with something. And of course, my daughter-in-law and me are all, if somebody's not happy, we're just going to try to cheer him up and make him happy. And it just makes it worse. And so... We did make up a word for the trip to Costa Rica because that's not his first choice. I want him to go, but I don't want him to be grumpy papa on the trip. I want it to be for the kids and the grandkids. And I said, so if you're going to come, it's avocado. And he goes, what? And I said, (laughs) avocado. When I say avocado, you need to shape up and fake it and not be grumpy papa for the benefit of the grandkids. And other than that, that's fine. What's his word for you? We haven't got there yet. So I guess I better ask for one. <laughs> you better, because otherwise <laughs> it's a one-way thing. He's. I'm going to be in his space. So yeah, I'll ask him tonight. So yeah, I'm retired. I've been learning a lot. And next week we fly to Arizona for kind of a romantic anniversary trip combined with golf and sightseeing. And I haven't packed for so long. I don't even know where to start. I haven't been on an airplane, which I'm a little nervous about. I'm glad we're vaccinated, but I I know we'll do all the safety protocols, but it just feels weird to actually get in a car and go somewhere. It feels felt strange to be in a restaurant. And I think it'll be even more strange to be on an airplane, but I feel more hopeful and more excited than I have in a long time. Today, the weather's gorgeous, sunny, blue sky after kind of a a whole year of, of rain and cold and wet. It's looking up. So how does it feel not to have to ask anybody if you can go on vacation? It feels very strange. I have to mentally tell myself, you will never work again. You don't have a schedule. You don't have to worry about anything today. And I think I thought it would be harder to detach than it is. But when you don't have email or an office or things calling to you, you really don't know what's going on. You dismiss the people that you were with. It's weird. 
it's just plain weird to not have that, especially when you've been doing something like this for so long to just all of a sudden be on a permanent vacation. And we're so used to being connected all the time. You started telling me a story earlier about your computer. So you want to tell me what it's like to share a computer now? Oh, (laughs) you just love bringing up all the dirt. So (laughs) we have a computer that, that I'm talking to you on, which is our personal family computer. Behind me, I had an office computer. And for those times where you just want to look up something really quick, we're allowed to use our computer for what's called de minimis, you know, a small amount of time around lunch. So if my husband happened to be here, I could just swing over to that computer. Yesterday, he was on for like a couple hours. He was doing research. I kept thinking, okay, when is it my turn? Well, finally, when it was my turn, we ended up driving somewhere, going somewhere. (laughs) Later in the afternoon, he plunked right down and I went, I need to do this. I need to get prepared. I need to write a blog post. He goes, okay, well, I'll leave for a minute and you can do it. So 20 minutes later, he goes, okay, you done yet? (laughs) And I said, this is not working for me. So I don't, I don't know when we'll go shopping. I don't know what we'll do, but I think we need to get another way to be able to be online at the same time. But right now it's a conflict. It's a conflict because we're, we're vying for the same tool at the same time. Right. You'll either have to post scheduled hours. <laughs> your your time is from X to Y. His is from Y to X. Or like you said, get another computer. You know, Les and I, I, I know we're not going on cruises right now, but we stopped sharing internet packages when we cruise because it would drive him bonkers because I would be on the internet and he couldn't be on at the same time. So, so now we each have our own internet package. <laughs> so I think as we wrap up, I wanted to to tell you a few things that I wrote down that I was thinking about things I've learned over these last two weeks. One was what was lost can be restored. And that is all your hopes, all your dreams. It's temporary. And if I'm an indicator of anything that's going forward, whatever it was you felt like you missed out during the pandemic will be restored, but you'll be so much more grateful for it. The other thing I was learning, just hearing people is telling people how you feel about them in life before the memorial service. And that when God brings someone across your path by showing them love or encouragement or empathy, you just don't know the impact it's going to have on them for that moment or that day. Exchange contact info with people that you want to stay in touch with. It's too overwhelming to do it all at the end. So give yourself some time for those people that you want to stay in touch with. Another thing I learned is Zoom goodbyes are not so bad. If we'd been in a big room at a big party, there would have been a din and it would have been loud and I wouldn't have been able to focus on each person. I was able to hear each person. It's recorded. My secretary took the chat feature. So while you're in the meeting, people can be putting all these things in there. That's like a card. And then for me, people from far, far away in different time zones that never could have come were there. And I almost think if I'm saying this, it was almost better to have a Zoom call retirement because I was able to personally respond and interpret and introduce. And I got to share people that I've been talking about for years with friends and family who have only been hearing, but they got to connect a face. It was just a very, very amazing thing. 
The other thing I learned is your children can be sneaky <laughs> when it comes to doing a surprise because they all had me. I had no idea. And that's pretty hard to do in a family with the internet. And then just lastly, that retiring is super emotional. It can be very energizing and draining all at the same time. So all in all, I'm here, I'm retired, and I'm ready to get this party started. All right. Let's get that party started. I am so excited for you, Barbara. I'm excited you. that you have done all of the research that you did. You're somewhat prepared for some of the rockier things that could happen over the next six months or so, but also embracing the beauty and the wonder and the excitement of this new chapter in your life. So I, I'm so grateful that you are sharing it with me and our listeners. I really am. I'm so grateful to have met you and to have your podcast from the last four years to look at and to listen to and um, just the books that I've read. I, I still think I have a lot to learn, but I'm happy to go on this journey, but I'm just glad you've been along for the whole ride. So thank you. Me too. This, is, this has been quite fun. And I'm sure that whatever you come across, whatever happens, you will figure it out. And we are glad that you're sharing with us because your experiences help us figure it out too. Hopefully it's, it's a learning process. I think just don't rush it. Try to enjoy it and embrace it as you go along. If you can, don't, don't try to rush through those goodbyes are important. It it's, it's a closure in a way. There's some grief, there's some sadness, but there's also joy all at the same time. This side of heaven, I, I don't think there's anything better. That's great. Thank you again, Barbara. And I can't wait to talk with you next time. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye. Bye. Bye.